Well, Merry Christmas to you all. It is such a joy to be celebrating and preparing to celebrate this wonderful mystery of our faith that God himself has come down to us in the form of human flesh. This morning, we celebrate by reading the Gospel of John. And the Gospel of John is a really good place for us to dwell this morning, for this Gospel has been described like a stream that is both shallow enough for children to wade around in, and yet at the same time deep enough for the elephants to swim. That is to say, the messages in John are very reader-friendly and accessible. Even a small child can comfortably wade around in the words. And at the same time, John's messages are some of the most perplexing words in all of Scripture. John's words, which at first seem simple, are attempting to describe some incredibly complex divine mysteries. And the farther down you swim into these words, the deeper and deeper you find the mystery to be. Even the greatest of minds, the elephants of the world, can swim around in these words and never reach the bottom. And therefore, John's gospel is a perfect place to be at Christmas. For Christmas is the time when we celebrate the Incarnation, an event that is both simple and straightforward, a baby born in a manger. And at the same time, it is the most perplexing thing that has ever happened. God becoming human. The incarnation, this little baby lying in a manger, is full of wonder beyond human comprehension. So as we prepare to read John's gospel words about the mystery of the incarnation, I invite you, whether you've heard this text a million times or never before, to listen with ears perked once again for the wonder that is contained here. But before we read, let us pray. Holy Spirit, move among us now that we might hear and experience the wonder and joy of the living word as we seek to welcome the written word into our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hear now the opening of the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. In the beginning was the word, And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world came into being through him and yet the world did not know him. 
He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. This is the word of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, did you hear the wonder? The word became flesh and lived among us. God became flesh and lived among us. God, who is the very beginning of all things. God, the one through whom all things were created. The immortal, eternal, invisible one took on mortal, visible flesh and lived among us. Isn't that wonderful news? Indeed, it is so full of wonder that it is truly baffling. How does one who creates all that there is, the galaxies, the stars, the planets, human, plant, animal alike, how does one so large and powerful become so small and vulnerable as a newborn baby? Look at that baby. The one through whom all things are created becomes that small. This is a mystery that should leave us staggering out of here in awe and wonder. It is fitting then that during the Christmas season we sing, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, remembering the incarnation of Jesus Christ, the word become flesh, should fill us with wonder. And during this time of the year, it seems that all around us, human hearts are open and yearning for such awe and wonder. We are yearning for something that is truly magical, something that will fill that ache in our souls, that ache for peace and hope and joy and love. And every year, Many of us, Christians included, we can unfortunately be prone to go searching for those things in some wrong places. For it seems that at times we have forgotten or perhaps haven't even considered how truly wonderful the incarnation is. So for a moment with me, let's just consider some of the Christmas messages you've taken in this past month about what makes Christmas wonderful. 
So I've been paying attention to some advertisements and pop music and, and Hallmark movies on TV. And all of these things are really festive and delightful. They're not bad things. I enjoy them. But if we're not careful, we can let them convince us, Christians included, that the wonder of Christmas comes from something besides the manger. In particular, we can be convinced that the wonder of Christmas is up to us to create. Have you felt any of this pressure? Put up all the perfect Christmas decorations. Send out the perfect Christmas card. Buy or make just the right gift. Organize the best parties for your family and friends. If you do all of these things just right, then your Christmas will be wonderful. Then you will experience the hope and peace and joy and love that you're longing for. It's no wonder that we're all so exhausted by the time Christmas morning rolls around. That's a lot of pressure. So I told you that I've been paying attention to some of these messages that we receive on a daily basis, just being out in the world in December. And I've, I've noted just a few of the most prominent messages that we get about what makes Christmas wonderful. So one is a, a snow-covered front yard because we're all dreaming of a white Christmas, right? And it, and it looks like we're going to have one, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we clap. So for Christmas wonder, flaky precipitation from the sky is very important. Again, not bad, just saying what we're told. Okay, another one that's really important is, um, is falling in love at Christmas. Have you picked up on this through movies and things? Okay, so, so we're told that your Christmas is wonderful if you live a life of a Hallmark movie, like the ones that are titled um, 12 Dates of Christmas, The Mistletoe Promise, Christmas Kiss, My Christmas Love, A Boyfriend Christmas, A Princess for Christmas, A Bride for Christmas, A December Bride, Marry Me at Christmas, And that's just the beginning, my friends. Um, The list keeps going. Don't worry, I didn't spend all week watching these. I I Googled them a few days ago, so don't worry. (laughs) Maybe I'll watch them later. So that's another message we receive, right? You have to have this amazing romance at Christmas. Or finally, maybe the most prominent message we get and maybe hits home for most of us is that the key to a wonderful Christmas is having everyone home for the holidays. Because as the song promises, I'll be home for Christmas, you can count on me. Not only is it expected for everyone to be home, but it's also supposed to be like this perpetual cuddle fest. Everyone in their cutest jammies snuggled up on the couch with their hot cocoa, At least that's what the advertisements promise if you buy their Christmas jammies. And all of these things, friends, are really great. I love snow and romance and family gatherings and hugs and cuddly pajamas. We're doing Christmas in pajamas tomorrow. It's going to be great. We love these things, and I imagine you do too. They're not bad things. But the problem is, what happens some year when there's no snow? Or what happens when you're single or widowed or feeling distant from your spouse? 
What happens when your grown children now have homes of their own or in-laws' homes, and it gets confusing as to where home is for the holidays? What if work or illness or too much snow keeps you from traveling at all? What if your family gatherings are filled with more fighting than hugs? What if you don't have family or friends to celebrate with at all? What happens to Christmas then? Does Christmas lose its wonder? No. The great news, my friends, is that Christmas can never lose its wonder. Because while all of these external things are great, they pale in comparison to the true wonder of Christmas. The Word made flesh lying in a manger. Think of these external things, the lights and parties and music and gifts, like like wrapping paper that you put over your Christmas gifts. They're festive and shiny and give us great delight. But you don't just give someone wrapping paper for Christmas, unless you're my husband, he considered it. <laughs> Most people don't just give you wrapping paper for Christmas. <laughs> Spoiled it. No, the, the purpose of wrapping paper is to draw attention to the gift, right? It's just there to celebrate the gift. Because wrapping paper, remember, it is prone to scratch and tear. It is here one day and gone the next. But the gift, a good gift, a good gift endures. And the gift of Christmas, the thing that all of these external wrappings are meant to draw attention to, is the most wonder-filled gift there ever was. It is the only gift that will always endure, that no one can ever take away from you, that will never fade. It is the gift that is given freely for you, no matter if you've been naughty or nice. It is the gift that fulfills the longing beneath your every single wish. It is the gift of the word made flesh for us and for our salvation. That gift, my friends, is the true wonder of Christmas. And no matter what you do, No matter what happens around you, whether we decorate the gift with shiny wrappings or not, it will always be filled with wonder. Now, as we close, just to drive the point home, I'm going to give you a picture of what the first Christmas was like, what the external circumstances were when they celebrated this first Christmas, So imagine a little town called Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago. There's this couple named Mary and Joseph, and they are not home for the holiday. They have been forced to travel far away to a different town, away from all of their family and friends. On Christmas morning, they awake not to find cookies and decorations, but animals, dirt, manure, As for Christmas romance, just a few months prior to this, Joseph had almost left Mary because 
he thought that she had cheated on him. And things with their families, well, we can assume that they are really tense. Because, you see, Mary is having a baby, and Mary and Joseph are not married yet. And back then, my friends, that was a big deal. It was a deal breaker. And on top of that, sorry for the spoiler alert, but it's really unlikely that there was snow at that first Christmas because that part of the world doesn't see a lot of snow. So all of our cultural expectations of what it was supposed to be, not really there. So this is the first Christmas, the Christmas we celebrate away from home. Tense relationships surrounded by filth. And let's remember, on this first Christmas, a baby is born. Have you, any of you ever experienced the birth of a baby? Anyone? Yeah. I don't know about you, but from my experience, I'm guessing there were a few moments that night that were not calm or silent. And yet, my friends, it is into this mess and seeming chaos that Jesus is born. It is into this seeming mess and chaos that God himself takes on human flesh. And in Jesus, the darkness is shattered like glass and the glory floods through with the light of a thousand suns. It is into the mess and chaos that Jesus is born. Then and now. It is in Jesus, the darkness-shattering gift of our lives, that we find all that we've ever been longing for. In Jesus, we are showered with grace upon grace. In Jesus, we find the truest love, a love richer and deeper and more enduring than anything we had ever hoped for. In Jesus, we find our true home now and forever, which is life with God. Do you want a wonderful Christmas this year? Look at the manger. Look at this gift that has been given for you. All of the wonders of the galaxies and stars and human hearts all wrapped up in tiny newborn flesh lying in a manger. Look. At Jesus. He is the true wonder of Christmas. Let us pray. Lord, thank you. Our minds can't even begin to fathom the wonder that is the Word made flesh. We are in awe and we are so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.